Mary Wollstonecraft, A Vindication of the Rights of Woman, London, 1792. From the tyranny of man, I firmly believe, the greater number of female follies proceed, and the cunning which I allow makes at present a part of their character, I likewise have repeatedly endeavoured to prove is produced by oppression. Were not dissenters, for instance, a class of people with strict truth characterised as cunning? And may not I lay some stress on this fact to prove that when any power but reason curbs the free spirit of man, dissimulation is practised, and the various shifts of art are naturally called forth? Great attention to decorum, which was carried to a degree of scrupulosity, and all that puerile bustle about trifles and consequential solemnity which Butler's caricature of a dissenter brings before the imagination, shaped their persons as well as their minds in the mould of prim littleness. I speak collectively, for I know how many ornaments to human nature have been enrolled amongst sectaries. Yet I assert that the same narrow prejudice for their sect which women have for their families prevailed in the dissenting part of the community, however worthy in other respects, and also that the same timid prudence or headstrong efforts often disgraced the exertions of both. Oppression thus formed many of the features of their character perfectly to coincide with that of the oppressed half of mankind, for is it not notorious that dissenters were, like women, fond of deliberating together and asking advice of each other, till by a complication of little contrivances some little end was brought about? A similar attention to preserve their reputation was conspicuous in the dissenting and female world, and was produced by a similar cause. Asserting the rights which women in common with men ought to contend for, I have not attempted to extenuate their faults, but to prove them to be the natural consequence of their education and station in society. If so, it is reasonable to suppose that they will change their character and correct their vices and follies when they are allowed to be free in a physical, moral and civil sense. Let women share the rights, and she will emulate the virtues of man. For she must grow more perfect when emancipated, or justify the authority that chains such a weak being to her duty. If the latter, it will be expedient to open a fresh trade with Russia for whips, a present which a father should always make to his son-in-law on his wedding day, that a husband may keep his whole family in order by the same means." and without any violation of justice reign, wielding this sceptre, sole master of his house, because he is the only being in it who has reason, the divine, indefeasible earthly sovereignty breathed into man by the master of the universe. Allowing this position, women have not any inherent rights to claim, and by the same rule their duties vanish, for rights and duties are inseparable. Be just then, O ye men of understanding, and mark not more severely what women do amiss than the vicious tricks of the horse or the ass for whom ye provide provender, and allow her the privileges of ignorance, to whom ye deny the rights of reason, or ye will be worse than Egyptian taskmasters, expecting virtue where nature has not given understanding.'